0: Listeners, before we dive into our show today, I want to share something truly enlightening with you. A cozy spot in Midtown Toronto where the future of wellness isn't a pill or a potion, but something as simple and pure as light. I'm talking about the Toronto Light Therapy Clinic, and the best part is it's owned by an alumnus. And this is not just any clinic. We're talking about two fully furnished treatment rooms, each one a little oasis of calm right in the heart of the city. Imagine stepping into this space ready to experience the transformative power of red light and infrared light therapy. They've got the latest gear to make sure you're getting the full body treatment you didn't even know you needed. And the team is top notch. The certified staff at the clinic are committed to tailoring a wellness journey just for you, starting with a complimentary consultation. Whether you're seeking to rejuvenate your body, enhance your health, or simply bask in the glow of light therapy, They're there to guide you every step of the way. Remember, your comfort and transformation are their top priorities. I know it was when I was there. So visit torontolighttherapy.ca to book your session or learn more about their services. So why not embrace a radiant path to well-being? Give it a try, and I promise you'll see the light. DJ Danny T.
1: This is the Wayback Lunch with DJ Danny T. Hey, it's Danny D, and I attended Newman between 1990 and 1995. My favorite subject had to be history and economics with Mr. DeQuilla. And my standout memory is what leads me to what I do today. I was DJing an after school dance in the Newman cafeteria. Me and a couple of buddies got together, grabbed our CDs, and DJed for the school. And I automatically fell in love with DJing. I knew that was my passion. Hello, Newman. Tell the world my story. You're bluffing.
0: Hello, party people, long time and new listeners to our latest iteration of The Bluff Podcast. I'm your host, Joe DeQuilla. Our guest today is none other than Danny D, a well-known Toronto-based DJ and music producer who has made a name for himself in the Canadian and international music scenes. Danny is known for his high-energy and versatile DJ sets which span multiple genres including hip-hop, house, EDM and Top 40. He has opened for many high-profile artists and has performed at some of the biggest musical festivals in the world. In addition to his career as a DJ, Danny D is also a skilled music producer with many of his original tracks and remixes receiving widespread acclaim and support from DJs and fans alike. He has collaborated with several notable artists and over his long career has established himself as one of the top DJs and music producers in Canada. Danny continues to push the boundaries of what's possible in the music industry and I'm thrilled and humbled that he has decided to come and sit down with us today. So sit back, raise the volume and enjoy today's episode of The Bluff Podcast. DJ Danny D. How are you, my friend? I'm okay, you? Not too bad. Uh, Thank you for agreeing to talk to me today. Thank you very much for having me. It's not every day that we have a guest like yourself on the show, um, somebody who's, who's so accomplished in the music and DJing and radio industry. So thank you for joining us on The Bluff today. I never forget my roots. Newman
1: is a big part of where I am today. Same here. Shout out to all of you. I don't even know if you know, my cousin is the head secretary there, Nadia.
0: I did know that. Nadia Monado. Shout out to our head secretary. Shout out to all secretaries. None of this stuff works without you. You're a Toronto Scarborough guy. You grew up in Scarborough. We went to the same high school, albeit uh, during different times. Our experiences at the school, our experiences in Scarborough, in the six, in the borough, as they call it, have shaped us in some way. You know, if you know, you know.
1: Um, <laughs> if you know, you know, that's right. And at Scarborough born and raised. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of famous people that came out of Scarborough, not saying that I'm famous, but I'm just saying that, you know, Snow, for example, was born and raised in Scarborough the weekend. I can't forget the weekend. who's was like a global superstar from Scarborough. So Scarborough's produced a lot of talent.
0: How do you think your background growing up and your upbringing, your experiences here at Newman, perhaps out there uh, in Scarborough? How have they influenced your approach to life, to music, and your career in DJing?
1: Well, definitely. I mean, I credit the staff, uh, you know, the, the staff at Newman, the, the teachers. Uh, and You're going to have to forgive me if for, I didn't mention anyone. Um, but, you know, like your father, for example, you know, he taught me history and economics. And, and to be honest with you, I went to U of T and studied economics. So he he's definitely had an influence in my career choice. Um, however, I was presented with... Uh, an opportunity to get into the radio business. And, and, you know, I was doing the DJing and the music on the side Mm -hmm. uh, while going to school. And I was presented this opportunity that I felt, uh, you know, I I had the opportunity to enter the workforce at the time. I I don't regret my choice because I I don't think something education is an investment in it. Mm -hmm. You can always keep it with you. Yeah. Um, but again, this was a choice I made, but so that's an example. Your father was very influential in that respect. Uh, because I, it was either this or I'd probably be in, in some sort of uh, economics career right now. But then there's also, you know, Miss Holland, uh, Miss O'Sullivan, who sometimes uh, still uh, reaches out to me on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. French was one of my strongest subjects. Um, but there, there's so many great teachers in that school. And, you, you know, I, I thank them again for shaping me into who I am today.
0: It is truly amazing what a positive high school career can have on us long term. And thankfully, you got into a career in radio. You're an essential part of many people's day, especially at around five o'clock. <laughs> um, for many folks, those are our core memories. Those are memories that people will never forget. Uh, memories of, of really great times in their life.
1: Well, I wanted to to kind of touch upon that. So, like, you know, I said in my standout memory, like, uh, really, people ask me to this day, how did you start? And, And it's true. It was that after school dance. They actually called it a sock hop back in the day. And it was an after school dance. They didn't want to hire any DJs. So we just used the school's equipment. And gather whatever CDs we had because that's what we had at the time, and then mean some records. There was a few records. Me and two buddies, but I remember dropping a track vividly. It was uh, Real McCoy "Runaway," a classic dance song from the '90s, and wow. the crowd went crazy. And and that uh, that energy and it just came over me. I said, "This is what I want to do. This, this is it." It was in the moment. And Newman is definitely a big part of that. And I, I tell this story to this day because people ask me. How did you get into this? And this is how I got into it. And touching upon the um, the other part you mentioned about, you know, being a part of people's eyes, I, I see and I, I get those responses from people. You know, it, it's one of the most rewarding things of my career is when people tell me I had a bad day, but your music instantly turned it around or they turned on my show at 12 o'clock or five o'clock and uh, I appreciate you guys are probably all at work uh, and don't get to hear the 12 o'clock show but actually the 12 o'clock show uh, especially since the pandemic has become the most popular show on the station the way back lunch because it's bringing back memories it's bringing back all those memories from when people were in high school or you know their childhood whatever the case may be and it brings them back to a happier place yeah. and uh you know that's something that I just I'm blessed and I'm grateful that I'm able to share my passion with people I want to keep myself grounded again I'm just very grateful to be able to do what I do and share my passion with people and and make people happy because that is the most rewarding part of this career
0: find us on twitter and instagram at the bluff 416 or check us out on facebook at the bluff podcast keeping alumni current staff and students connected to life on the bluff Is it like the way it is on television or, or social media? Being a DJ, I mean, um, I love asking this question because so many of our impressions of things that we aren't closely involved in in our own lives are are colored by how mass media presents it. It, it can be that lifestyle that you see, uh, you know, the partying
1: and, and the glamour of it. Uh, in a sense, uh, probably more on I would say on the big stage with the guys who travel and tour to the various countries. I mean, I've I've only done some limited touring in my career um, due to personal choices. But the thing is, is I approach it differently. People like a lot of times come up to me and and say like, Oh, wow. You're like, you know, you're, you basically have a straight face because because I'm actually into my work. Like I I take it very seriously what I do. And, um, you know, the the crowd is there or have come to expect an experience, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm there just concentrating more on partying as opposed to actually working, I feel it's a disservice to the people. Yeah. I approach it differently, but I mean, I've been at events where, yeah, you know, the DJs are doing more partying than working and and no offense to them. That's how they, they approach their gigs, but they do say the party starts in the DJ booth. I mean, it has to start there in in order to go to the crowd, Mm -hmm. the late nights and early mornings. Yeah. That, that part of it is true. Um, But, but there's a lot of things that, that you don't see behind the scenes that, you know, obviously, the the media and and social media, et cetera they they make it all glitz and glamour, but mm-hmm. it's a very competitive industry it's It's not something that that's easy and something that you can maintain for a long time. You know, there's unfortunately a lot of DJs who who have had success throughout the years. And I'm I'm grateful that I'm one of them that has had some longevity in this industry. But there's a lot that, you know, uh, have short-lived careers, personal choices uh, play a factor in that.
0: Right. Does ageism play a factor in your industry? I was speaking about this with somebody yesterday uh, who's involved in, in advertising. And I was surprised to hear this person say that ageism plays a factor in, in, in their ability to stay relevant in their career. Uh, do you find that's the case in your in business as well?
1: Uh, no, I, I don't find, I, I always, uh, my motto is, uh, you know, and it's, sorry if it's cliche, but, you know, age is just a number. If you look at who has the biggest song in the world right now, David Guetta, he's 55 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, he's no stranger to having big hits, but you would think that if this industry was about ageism, it would be always the next up and comer having the number one hit, right? So it's a matter of like keeping yourself relevant. So, like throughout the pandemic, I you know tried to do some live streams just to keep out there, but obviously I had the radio to stay connected with people, right? Um, so that that was a big and thing, and I'm fortunate for that as well, but. Again, it's also transitioning right now. Ageism might play a more of a factor in, in the club gigs, but you know, I come from the days of playing in clubs for like three thousand plus people. Those clubs are non-existent anymore. Like uh, there may be less than a handful of clubs that can deal with that kind of capacity now. So. It's just more playing different events, different shows. For example, I do a Mississauga e Fest yearly. Aside from the pandemic, there's a bunch of different acts. And then I usually close up the show. That That's an example. There's just a bunch of different events that happen now. And, and the pandemic's
0: uh, changed that. So, again, it's about evolving. And that leads me to my next question. Things develop so quickly now, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially in music and entertainment, trends change so fast. Sometimes it makes your head spin. It's hard to keep up with it all. Once upon a time, the DJ spun records, lugging around heavy equipment and vinyl collections and milk crates. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then that trend changed. It all went digital. Um, How do you stay on top of, of, of new trends, new music in the industry? How do you make sure that you stay sort of with your finger on the pulse? So
1: people may not know, but I'm uh, involved in the music and programming department of the radio station. And, and I appreciate that. A lot of people don't know because all they hear is they hear me at 12 o'clock. They hear me at five o'clock and then the various other shows I do on Z1035. However, I'm one of the people that is responsible for putting uh, the music on the station. So the music you hear on the station throughout the day is part of my job. Mm -hmm. So that's how I stay relevant with the new new music coming out. Um, But the thing is, is for the DJing part coming out of the pandemic, I find that people have gravitated more towards the waybacks and the older music. And again, I think it, it brings them back to a happier time. Let's be honest. The pandemic was challenging for a lot of people. Right. And, and it took people back to a day when, you know, maybe there was less worry. Uh, People were carefree and, and, and I'm speaking specifically about the music. And that's why I think the way back music has become so much bigger now coming out of the pandemic. And it's helped me on the DJing side because that's my forte.
0: Love podcast is produced and recorded for St. John Henry Newman Catholic Secondary School in Scarborough. The history of the DJ can be traced back to the early 20th century when radio broadcasting began to emerge. DJs, also known as disc jockeys, were initially responsible for playing records and introducing songs on the airwaves. As the popularity of the radio grew. So did the DJ's significance. In the 1970s, the emergence of hip hop and electronic music brought a new era for the DJ, transforming them into pioneers and innovators. DJs like Cool Herc, Grandmaster Flash, and Afrika Bambata played a pivotal role in the birth of hip hop, using turntables and mixing techniques to create new sounds and rhythms. The introduction of new technologies such as the Technics SL-1200 Turntable and the development of scratching techniques further propelled the DJ's artistic capabilities. DJs became not only selectors of music, but also performers, captivating audiences with their skillful manipulation of records and ability to create unique blends and remixes. With the rise of nightclubs and dance music culture, DJs gained even more prominence. They became the heart and soul of the party commanding the energy of the crowd through their seamless mixes and expertly curated playlists. DJs like Tiesto, Frankie Knuckles, Carl Cox became legends in their own right, shaping the dance music scene and pushing boundaries with their distinct styles. The introduction of digital formats and software such as Serato and Traktor allowed DJs to carry vast music libraries and perform intricate live remixes. The digital era has opened up new possibilities for creativity and experimentation, allowing DJs to blend genres and push the boundaries of musical expression. They have become icons and tastemakers, introducing audiences to new sounds and creating unforgettable experiences through their performances. The history of the DJ is a rich tapestry, constantly evolving and reinventing itself alongside advancements of technology and shifts in musical genres. From radio pioneers to hip-hop trailblazers, and from dance music legends to modern-day innovators, DJs have left an indelible mark on the world of music, inspiring countless artists and shaping the way we listen, dance, and connect through music. So I just want to ask you now about collaboration working together. I find always makes things more exciting, although I I know it comes with challenges as well. How do you approach collaboration and working with other artists in the industry? Can you maybe tell our listeners about collaborating with other artists and the effect that that had on you or, or any, any memory of where, you know, you collaborated with some people and how that, how that all turned out? Uh, Yeah. Well, I, have worked with uh, different professionals in the
1: industry Um, I ventured into producing my own music. There was a producer by the name of Vinnie Mack. He produced a lot of hits back in the day, you know, locally for Canadian artists. And I teamed up with him back around 2006. And uh, my very first song was nominated for a Juno. So that was a... a pretty big accomplishment for me. I still have that plaque and something that's going to stay with me forever. And I've done gigs with different DJs for you know, you want to work collaboratively but at the same time this industry can be very competitive. So you have to make sure you're you're walking the fine line in that respect, and know when to how far that collaboration can go. So it's a good thing to collaborate with other artists, but it's also a, a, another thing to be able to establish your own style, and maybe you know bounce back ideas back and forth off other professionals in the industry, and, and you know to improve that style because. I tell people, uh, everybody asks me for advice. Like, oh, I'm an upcoming artist. What, what what do you think I should do? I, I say, be yourself. Don't try to copy somebody else. Don't try to copy. Nobody needs uh, uh, another uh, Tiesto. Like, nobody needs another David Guetta. Like, th- those guys have established themselves. Don't try to copy what they're doing. Be you, be unique, and work hard at it. So, I, I've been fortunate as well to be able to meet a lot of artists that have come through the radio station. Like, uh, Sean Paul, we recently just had Nelly there. And, uh, you know, and again, Nelly, talking about nostalgia. This is a guy that, you know, in the early 2000s had was all over the radio with hits. I've been fortunate to to meet some of them and even, you know, talk to them and get their ideas. And then, you know, also too with some of the big name DJs who have come through the radio station as well. I mean, we've had them all, Tiesto, David Guetta, uh, Martin Garrix, and it's been great to talk to them and just to get their ideas and their perspective on, on the
0: industry. You mentioned something uh, in, that, in that answer that leads me perfectly as a segue into question six. I, I try to always ask this question, and you've partly answered it already, because I teach young people who probably think that what you do is very cool, and, and so do I. So what advice would you give young people today who are interested in getting into the, the DJ business, aside from what you said about being yourself, um, how would they get into something like this nowadays?
1: So, I mean, it's definitely a a lot more challenging just because uh, back when I started DJing, you literally had to have two turntables and records. Now, thanks to AI and software and computers, a lot of people can be DJs, but you can say that about any industry, really. Like anybody with a a cell phone is a photographer now, right? Or Mm -hmm. um, that's just the saying for almost every industry because like technology is advanced.
0: Yes. Anybody with a microphone can be a podcaster too, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So the the thing I I tell people is, is that you have to really follow your heart and you have to work hard at it. Uh, you, You know, you can't, do anything you know you half effort you have to really you put your heart into it you have to put your dedication you have to put the hours you have to put the hard work into it and and follow through on all on all of it and really the thing that sets a dj apart these days is being able to read a crowd and that's something that ai or or any software or any computer cannot do so That's why there's still the human element of of DJing. And again, I can't even teach that. If I opened up a DJ school, I wouldn't be able to teach that to somebody. It's something that you have to learn. Like if you know that uh, you hit a song uh, and and it it doesn't resonate with the crowd and you start seeing the dance floor uh, filter out, Mm. you need to react right away. Right. Because, you know, your next choice could be either like the savior of the night, or it could be the end of the night, right? Because once you get people off the dance floor, then who wants to be that first one back on the dance floor? <laughs> like nobody wants to be that first one dancing by themselves, right? It, it just right. like we use that analogy of the high school dance, you know, everybody's around the perimeter until nobody wants to be the first one on the dance floor. So these are things that, again, I think some of it has to be a natural talent and some of it obviously requires the skills to do it. But I, this is one very important piece of advice that I can tell people and up and comers who want to get in, into this industry. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much passion you have for the work you do, because you're going to be spending a lot of time and a significant portion of your life doing this work. And, you know, we see there and hear the stories of billionaire CEOs who are miserable. They have all this money in the world, but they're just mm-hmm. miserable. So. They're they're doing it because of the money, but they're not happy with their work. So th- then on the flip side of it, there's people who, who might make, you know, an average salary, but are so content because they love what they do. So it's very important that with this specifically, or, or and I'm speaking generally to the, the Newman population, because, you know, there's a lot of people out there and people who are listening right now that might be thinking about what they want to do in the future. Well, you know, you need to really follow your heart and your passion with anything you decide to do in life.
0: Right. It's funny because that seems to be a common denominator. I interviewed, uh, Patrick Chris, who's a, is a very, very well known chef now who, you know, recently won a Michelin star. And I asked him a very similar question, Dan. And his answer was very much like yours. It, it has to come down to, are you willing to put in the work? And like yourself, Patrick has a degree from a university, but it's not just the education. It matters, but also the hard work that you're willing to put in.
1: A hundred percent. And, you know, like uh, just something just struck me there when you were were talking, like people don't even realize it. And I'm going to speak to the students specifically that might be listening to this podcast right now. You don't realize subjects that you learn and how much of an effect they have on on your actual career later on down the road. I'll give you an example. People don't realize it. You you might not think of this as I'm talking, but math is a huge part of the DJing and, and production, that whole side of the industry maybe I wouldn't be as successful as I am today if I wasn't strong in that department. And, and, you know, the learning of the math courses definitely helped me get to where I am today. So, uh, you know, to the students out there, like don't take anything for granted in school because it's really, you never know when it's going to apply to you in the future.
0: Awesome. Well, look, Dan, thank you for sitting down with us. I know you're a busy guy, so I won't keep you any longer, but thank you for sharing uh, your experiences and your expertise with the Newman community again It was a privilege and thank you very much for for sitting down and chatting with me today.
1: The honor is all mine. Thank you for having me and uh, shout out to all the new folks past and present.
0: Danny D loves you guys. And that brings us to the end of another episode of The Bluff Podcast. We hope you enjoyed peeling back the layers and diving into the world of music with our incredible guest, DJ Danny D. From his early beginnings in our hallowed halls here at Newman, DJing the Sock Hop, to hour-long sets on the radio, at the clubs, or at festivals, to his current role as music producer and assistant music director at C103.5. Danny D has shown us what it takes to make waves in the industry, and those waves don't look like they're going to be stopping anytime soon. Like Dan said today, it's about evolving, keeping yourself relevant, it's transitioning. But more importantly, today was fun. This is the last show for this school year. I'll be back again very soon with more interviews with former students and staff. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Goodbye for now.